0: Let's take a lot of people at the moment that are caught in a state of worry and fear. So many people that watch my channel, they're really on their own personal healing journey, their own personal journey to really live the best life possible. And we know this is gonna really help you all today. It is all through consciousness
1: that we are able to form relationship, share love, compassion, and be engaged in the collective human experience. If we are trying to correct one body and not the other, we are not going to go anywhere. We are still going to struggle. The physical pain pulls you back. The mental body talks you out of it. You have to remove these two bodies of consciousness. It needs practice, actually. If you don't discipline yourself, if you don't observe your thoughts, and if you don't do this two-step process, you are going to repeat and replay the whole thing again and again. This is a simple, basic way of identifying your thought. What is going on in your thoughts every minute? And when you practice this again and again, you'll become an expert.
0: I am delighted to be here. It's this morning UK time. It's the evening Australia time with my lovely friend, Dr. Namala, who is an expert in everything to do with sacred geometry and also working with clients on a personal level in loads of different areas but really looking at balancing the brain out now before we delve into our amazing topic today on consciousness dr damala can you please just introduce yourself to any new listeners and explain a little bit about why this subject so important consciousness
1: okay beautiful thank you catherine it's nice to be in your channel again um Consciousness is a very interesting topic, right? So it's, it's very relevant for people to understand. Human beings always goes around with every emotions or physical pain or conditions that they have, not understanding. They are trying to repair something from one level, not understanding there's another few more bodies that need, they need to work with. So if they understand the meaning of the consciousness and that together with the consciousness, the five bodies of consciousness, they will have a very much better scope when they are dealing with any emotions or physical pain or even spiritual, um, uh, spiritual healing that they, that they might require. So, um, so the word consciousness, it's, like, it's a very much important and intricate chapter and topic in my workshop. The first thing I always start in my workshop is teaching people about consciousness, what it really means. Does it kind of explain?
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And so many people that watch my channel, they're really on their own personal healing journey, their own personal journey to really live the life best life possible. And we know this is going to really help you all today. So before we delve in a bit deeper, um tell us a little bit about sacred geometry and how that helps you read where people's blockages are. Okay.
1: Um, On my personal level, sacred geometry is something that is like, um, it's something natural for me. It's not something I studied or it's something comes, it's something that I have naturally inherited. So sacred geometry, when you're looking at an universal scope, it's actually a measurement of the universe, like our body, the universe, the space, the living, the nature, everything has got a specific measurement and sacred geometry kind of give us this experience by having the measurements for that experience. Until we complete the experience, we can't move on to the next one. So that's how sacred geometry um, relates to one another, and that's how it works. And when I'm working with someone, um, it's always about um, understanding where they are holding their sacred geometry and which sacred geometry is intrigued or which sacred geometry is not active at all. So I observe all these things and I try to align someone uh, from from whatever um, experiences they are going through, not necessarily have to be blockages, might be something they want to move forward with, but they're moving forward without understanding they have not finished their path. So um, sacred geometry um, kind of gives me every information about the individual, whether it's the past or the future or the present. Where is the core of the element in start? And I start working from that space. Does it explain it?
0: Yeah, love it. And I've been working with um, Namala. And what I love is that it's beautiful to have this different perspective, just like some people can read energy fields. And, um, you know, we're all emitting energy. We've all got our own unique sacred geometry. And the more we understand about ourselves, the more we can really move forward in areas of life, whatever that might be. So yeah. consciousness is something that really, really fascinates me. And you're going to talk us through today what the five bodies of consciousness are and how understanding that can really help us identify where there's blockages, where there's areas we need to clear, etc. in our lives. So take it away. Where do you want to start with that? Okay, maybe I'll start with
1: explaining consciousness first. It's like I'm running a mini workshop here with Catherine and her audience. Okay, so let's start with um, consciousness first. All right. So when I say consciousness, um, it's, consciousness is a multidimensional and elusive which encompasses our awareness, right? It's a subjective experience and ability to perceive, think, and feel. That is consciousness. It is the essence of our being, the very core of our existence, all right? Just imagine, um, it is like a radio receiver. It tunes into different frequency of thoughts and emotions and sensation, allowing us to tune in and engage with our inner and outer world. So that is consciousness. Now, it doesn't stop there with consciousness. At the most basic level, consciousness referred to the state of being awake and aware of our surroundings. And that's what we meant by awakening. Whenever we say the word awakening, that's what it means. You know, the state of being awake, no longer sleeping, we are awake and aware of our surroundings. And when you really look at the core of consciousness, it allows us to have a sense of self, to to recognize, uh, recognize our individuality and our uniqueness. It enables us to experience the world um through like um uh, watching, you know, like uh, through a mirror where you are able to see and feel your senses, you are able to perceive the colors, the sounds, the textures, the taste, and that anything that surrounds you. So it grants us the ability to reflect upon our thoughts, to be aware of our emotions, and to make choices that shape our lives. okay? So, The aspect, as I said, that um, there's a few... um, If I go into the topic of consciousness itself, is huge. So I'm just breaking it down from how I do it from my workshop. So consciousness is not limited to our personal experience alone. It is a universal phenomena that connects all living beings. All right? So animals as consciousness, nature as consciousness, everything around us is consciousness. It is the essence of how... How would I pray? Okay, it is the essence of our shared experiences, humanity, the common ground which we tend to empathize, we connect, we understand one another. It is all through consciousness that we are able to form relationship, share love, compassion, and be engaged in the collective human experience. All right. So imagine consciousness as a radiant light that illuminates and interacts with the. Five different bodies, all right? Each each representing a unique aspect of our being. All right. So the concept of the five bodies of consciousness provide a framework of understanding the various dimensions of our being. All right. Most of us will think that we are just this physical body. You know, maybe they pushed a little bit further, they think we also have a mental body. But actually, we got five bodies of consciousness. And each body represents a different level aspect of consciousness contributing to our overall well-being and transformative journey. If we are trying to correct one body and not the other, we are not going to go anywhere. We're still going to struggle. Yes, we might get a little bit better, but not completely recovering from the state that we are in. All right. So let me explain a little bit about the five bodies of consciousness. All right. So we got our physical body. All right, so physical body is tangible, all right? It's tangible uh, manifestation of consciousness, right? So it is um, is coming from the physical realm, okay? It houses our consciousness and provides a vehicle for us to interact with the material world, taking care of our physical body. is also a vital for overall well-being and supports our journey, right? So it's a physical body. So it's like a matter that you're looking at. So the concept of the physical body of consciousness suggests that our physical body are not just a collective, not a collection of biological and chemical processes, but that they are also intimately connected to our consciousness and our sense of self, all right? So when you say I, you are kind of projecting your physical body, your physical self, and then where you say that's me, that's I, yeah? Yeah. The physical body is made up both of matter and energy. It cannot exist without one or the other. Okay, the matter and energy. So, and it is a reflection of a copy of our astral body and our subtle body. Okay, so the physical body is subject to decay and death. So that's the physical body, all right? So it's got a lifespan, it's got expiry date, mm-hmm. right? Is made up of a material substance that have a limited lifespan. Okay. However, it is also dependent on the life force of an energy that flows through it, which is what gives the vitality and sustains its functions. So, where is this vitality we are talking about? When we say we are we are force is depleted or we are blocked or our physical body is dysfunctional, uh, illness and disease. It's not just the physical body, just two inches away from our physical body, we have the vital body, okay? So this vital body is non-local and it's, it's an energetic aspect of consciousness, all right? It encompasses the life force energies that's, that flow through us, giving us vitality and nourishing our physical body, yep. So this vital body of consciousness refers to a subtle body, which is non-local, which we can't see, is invisible, that exists beyond the physical body, okay? So the meaning, it, it exists outside space and time. How interesting is that? We are in the 3D world. We are existing in space and time, but this local, uh, non-local body, two inches away from your physical body, it doesn't exist. It exists outside the space and time, all right. And it's not limited by the physical laws. It doesn't bite by the physical laws at all. And it's not governed by our material world. So, can it, ask a
0: question about that, please. Yes. Yes, of course. So this vital body. Um, is this part of what they're measuring now? When they use machines, I can't remember what they're called, but there's machines that can measure your brainwave that don't touch your head. They're measuring it out there. And we know that you can measure the heart resonance, for example. So is this part of what they're connecting into? Um, If it's kind of um, going by your heart
1: resonance and all that, yes, it's a vital body. But things like, um, um, you know, the the patches that we use, all right, those are connecting to the vital body even though you're putting it on your physical body, you know, those patches is actually is coming, it's is taking information from the vital body and connecting it through to the physical body. That's the reason the vital body is responsible for nourishing and sustaining the physical body. And how it does that is by connecting to your energy centers. So where's your energy centers? Two inches away from your body. It's in yeah. the vital body. Yeah. And the chakras, the meridians, the acupuncture points. All right. So all these are in your vital body. All right. It correlates with the vital organs and the sense of the body, including your breath, is also part of your vital body. Yeah. How interesting is that? Nobody knew every time I say in the classrooms, you know, your breath is not from your physical body. It's actually from your vital body. Everybody goes, oh, really? You know, everybody's surprised, but that's how it is. Right. What are your vital organs? your liver, your kidney, your lungs, all these are vital organs. And who is in charge? Your vital body. That's the reason they're called vital organs. When you have something, some issues in this kind of situations or conditions in these vital organs, where's the first repair work has to come from? Vital body. People tend to start working from a physical body. You've already done the damage. You have to go to your vital organ to do what is necessary to get, to claim back that order into your physical body.
0: Yep. So, so what I' going to do in a minute when we've been through the five bodies is talk us through an example so we can understand how if someone's watching this today and say for example they've got a physical issue a physical challenge that they're dealing with and yes. what they're, what they're doing just doesn't seem to be hitting the spot is it likely that they'd need to, they're going to look at need to look at one of their other bodies including the vital bodies and say right okay let's move to addressing that. Yes, of course.
1: Yes, yeah. de-
0: definitely. Yes.
1: So I've kind of covered a little bit about the f- physical body, vital body. Now, two inches away from the vital body, I'm sorry, two inches away the, from the physical body is the vital body. And five inches away from the vital body is your mental body. All right? So this mental body is the realm of your thoughts. Your actual thoughts come from such far away. But that's the first thing creates all the problem in your physical body. <laughs> You know, so how interesting is that? It's a it's the furthest, but that's the body creates a lot of things in your body. Yeah. So your beliefs, your cognitive process, you know, the the, the shapes of your perception, the influences, the behavior. It plays a very significant role in, in your transformative journey, your mental body. All right. So the mental body is another aspect of the concept of the consciousness. It is, it is a subtle body. Again, it's non-local. That doesn't, it, it exists beyond the physical body and it's responsible for every thoughts, every beliefs and intentions we create. So this is the mental body. And how far it is away from your physical body, about six or seven inches away from your physical body. It passes. That means that in between there's the vital body that takes care. We have to pass through that to get information. But we pick up everything from the mental body and we load it into our physical body so quickly. So the mental body is like an antenna receptor that receives and transmits information as thoughts, intentions that we are creating it, all right? So this is where everything gets a bit interesting now.
0: Can I just um, point out um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm loving this. But my mind's going off and all these different, my mental body's pulling all these connections in together. So if we think of our mental body as like an antenna, then we can see that, let's just make this um, very YouTube friendly, that external forces could affect the influences and the information coming into our mental body very, very easily. Yes. it takes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the mental body takes everything from your surrounding environment. It goes, you know, one person says it, you know, it doesn't pay attention. Two person say it, it it starts turning its head. Three person is all the way in the fourth, fifth, they're already in there. Even though it's not happening in their ground, they become that. They become the fear. They become everything, what is being influenced from, from that bracket. And this is where the mental body takes everything. Okay. You're very right. Yeah. So now the next two bodies that I'm talk, going to talk about is the most two important bodies, right? Not that the others are not, that the others are very important. What I meant is the next two bodies are the one that we need to pay attention to. All yeah. right. So we talk, we spoke about the physical body, two inches away is the vital body. Another five inches away is the mental body. And then we got about six inches away. We got the supramental body or they call it, um, some call it the etheric body. They call, I mean, not etheric body. They call it the div, uh, divine body, right? Um, but I like to call it supramental body because after that comes the spiritual body, okay? The supramental body of consciousness uh, represents a higher level of consciousness, all right? It transcends the limitations of your mind, all right? It allows for expanded awareness, intuition, and spiritual insights. The supramental body of consciousness, refer as the non-local again, is a subtle body that does, that exists beyond the physical body and mind. It exists beyond the physical body and mind. All right, it is said to separate itself from physical mind, though it remains connected to the life force of our physical body. So it doesn't take information from this level it can only take information from that level. That means just like I stole the receptor, it only takes information from the highest frequency. Okay. So when I'm working in sacred geometry and I'm working with someone, I always ask them to take the information from supramental body, not from their surrounding, not from their environment. All right. And that's a technique of doing it as well. Yeah. How you're going to access super, um, information from the supramental body. All right. So one of it is the meditation, all right? The other thing is practice uh, spiritual practices that we do, all right? So we tend to step away and becoming a witness to everything that's happening around us and then consciously making choices and decisions based on taking information from higher frequency than from the lower frequency. Does
0: it make sense? It makes real sense. And again, I'm smiling because I'm making all these connections as you're talking, Namala. So any of this, I know a lot of my um, listeners are really keen on the Joe Dispenza meditations as well. And the way you are explaining it, you can see how with his meditations, when he's bringing you in and out to different levels, how he's connecting you in without actually saying so to these different bodies of consciousness. Yes.
1: Yeah. So the minute you go into meditation, you're just climbing the ladder to the highest, right? And especially when somebody's guiding you, you're being pulled to that level because especially when it comes to group meditation, you know, everybody might not be in the highest frequency, but we just need two people in the huge group to be in the highest frequency. That influences everybody, and it's like the silver thread. Everybody's yes. being pulled up together. Yeah. So there are different practices to access to the supramental body, now, as I said, that the supramental body is considered as the highest. I mean, it's, it's the highest field of intuitive and psychic mind. So anybody's very psychic, uh, they're very uh, empath, and they can understand things and they see before, or they can see things or hear things that in, in, the, in, in a very, in this level, people can't do or humans can't do. It means they are most of the time accessing information from the supramental body. All right. They're pulling it from the above. Yeah, it is associated with the highest levels of consciousness and is believed to be the source of the spiritual insight and enlightenment. Okay, so the supramental body assists in the transition of the human consciousness by providing access to the highest level of awareness of and understanding. All right. So when they say awakening, you are in this level. When you're going to the specific awareness, you are in that level. Yeah. So now, this is the, the last one is the most important one. There's more bodies, but I'm trying to do the basic, the five basics, right? So as far as your fingers, fingertip can go, as far as you can reach your fingertip, that's where your spiritual body of consciousness is. All right. So, yes. So if you were to look at the human body with the rays of lights, layers and layers and layers, as far as your fingertip can go, at the end of the fingertip is where the spiritual body lies. All right, so the spiritual body of consciousness represents the highest levels of our being. Yeah, um, it's also symbolized our connection to the d- divine and um, to the other divine realms as well. So once you reach that point, you are existing in the higher dimensions, you are able to exist, you're able to in, go in and out of the higher realm. Okay. So the spiritual body of consciousness refers to, again, it's a non-local, it's a subtle body, and it doesn't exists beyond the physical body and mind like the other non-local bodies. It is considered to be the supreme energy that connects us to our highest level of the divine. Okay? So the spiritual body is often described as the powerhouse. Okay? This is where the switch on and switch off is. That's the powerhouse. It flows energy to the other light bodies of consciousness, okay, such as the mental, vital, and physical bodies that I spoke about earlier. So if you need to make a decision, if you want information, always go to the right to the top and then bring it downward. In my workshop, I, taught, I, 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 teach, I go through this process and I teach my students as this is the downward causation. Everything coming from downward space is downward causation. When I was doing my PhD, Dr. Amit uh, Goswami, the fabulous lecturer, he's he's a physicist. I love reading his books. He talks a lot about downward causation. All right. Um, It is said that the physical, uh, the spiritual body of consciousness radiate the blueprint of the original DNA of the universe, and it brings everything from the universe downwards. Mm. So the information you require. If you you can practice to take it all the way from the universe, that means asking the universal father for information and then setting it up there and take the information downward, it comes to the spiritual body and then the supramental body becomes the bridge. It goes down, it completely vanishes the mental body, declutters the mental body and push this
0: divine energy through and bring it to your physical body. Does it make sense? It does. It absolutely does. Now, can I ask a few questions? Because you've been talking about how far away these are. Will that vary for different people? So let me give you an example. So we know most of us can feel and animals can always feel when someone's um, vitality, when their energy level is very low, and it's almost like everything is contracting in on them. Um, and there's also the aura field that people can see. And there's things that we can do, for example, when we meditate other spiritual practices, we can visibly increase our aura. So do mm. these sort of things affect, is those energy fields movable in terms of you're giving them like the space of our arms, but is that an absolute or or are there ways where people can expand that? And is some, is that something you would want to do? Okay, the spiritual body within this, uh,
1: your bodies of consciousness, and that's where it's standing. But you can vibrate that energy as far as you can. Right. You can vibrate that energy. As, you can move it as far as it, So So once your intentions are clear, you can expand that light as more, as far, you can expand wherever you want it.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, it plays a critical role in our spiritual development and our growth. It is the, through the spiritual body that we are able to connect with our higher source and the divine and access the higher levels of consciousness and awareness. Yeah. And then if you are making decisions based on your physical body or your mental body or your vital body, if you're making, taking the decisions and making, um, info, taking information from up and you bring it down, you are getting
0: the right concrete answers. That's how I look at it. Okay. So can we take it through a practical example just to try and make it really real for people listening? So say someone's got a physical disease, a physical disease that they're working on and say they want to, they're the type of person that believes that they have the power to heal themselves. They might not want to go, for example, down the conventional route. If what they're doing is not working how would some of the work that you do take them into their different bodies of consciousness to understand where they needed to be working and how they could do that to resolve that particular issue? Okay, so if someone is coming, um, coming for a session that's completely
1: different because I'll be working with them and then I'll become the conduit in that space to bring them into that space and then I'll allow them to see themselves in that space that is that is how I work with them. Because the sacred geometry will be completely in communication with me. And I know they are unable to see what they're supposed to see. So my work becomes um, to make it aware for them. So to kind of widen their awareness so they can see it for themselves. All right, so if they're kind of doing it them for themselves, say for example, um, the um, conventional uh, method is always um, useful if you chop your fingers, you know something's broken. You want to put things together, all right? So, and then before going to conventional, a lot of people want to try things on their own, yeah. So to see whether you know if they can work it out. You know, a lot of methods has worked in that way. So, say for example, it's a specific condition, and then they want to do it in that way. Um, even simple things like migraine. People who struggle with migraine all the time. I used to struggle with migraine all the time, yeah. So meditation kind of switched on and switched off certain things in my body where I thought it was a physical issue for me, right? From the age of 16, I used to struggle with migraine, yeah? So, um, and I thought that um, it's something to do with my physical body, so I was working with my physical body, even though my sacred geometry was telling me something else, very much influenced by my mental body that I always say, these are the things I need to do so I can get rid of my migraine. But it didn't work. At one point, I did make an effort to go out to the supreme, like completely meditating, bringing my focus and bringing the light as far as I can to all the way to the spiritual realm and then sitting down there and completely decluttering, whatever that's not necessary. Yeah. So the more light I brought into myself, I saw it in myself that I kind of reduced the first week. It reduced every week I used to struggle, right? So it became minimized. I minimized my, my own um, conditioning. And then after that, I didn't have that problem ever. I mean, not. I mean, it's, it's been how many years since I, haven't, I have ever had a migraine, yeah? So this is where I'm saying you can switch on and switch off. The minute you switch on from the higher realm, what happens is that the light that's coming from the above does amend a lot of things, right? And sometimes it's not, um, it's, it's not that you're not doing it right. It's just that you're doing it with a lot of doubt. Okay. You go in, you're meditating. I don't want this condition. You know, you're sending gratitude. You're sending love. You're asking for forgiveness. You're doing everything right. Yeah. You're listening to meditation. But at the back of your mind, you are still conditioned to doubt because the mental body is playing a very important part in that. It keeps throwing and replaying. This happened to you. This is not going to go forever. It's still going to stay. Without knowing, you're falling back into your mental body. All right. So, releasing and decluttering is only going to happen when you're very much clear that you're moving into that path and you're seeing yourself healthy and you're seeing yourself very positive, and you're seeing yourself as a whole, that you are completely healed. You have to recognize that even before it happens. And that's the only way the message goes to the universe. When you are doubting and you're asking, um, take my migraine away from me, and then you're asking someone for a request to remove the migraine away from you when you are feeling that you're holding to the migraine. Two different things all right, when your intentions are very clear, when you're, when you're sending the information up there in your mind, you're already very clear. You don't have that anymore. That means you're a new person. You are not struggling with that condition anymore. So your intentions becomes very clear. And then you play it. You keep replaying a picture that you're completely removed from this obstacle and you're moving forward without any doubts. So there is, there is Um, how would I say, Um, there is a a way to do things as well, all right? So the way you're going to do it is um, by completely removing your physical and your mental body out of it, using the vital, supramental and your spiritual body to be aligned so it can help you to move forward. The physical pain pull you back. The mental body talks you out of it. You have to remove these two bodies of consciousness to move into that field in that way. It needs practice, actually. All right? So you definitely have to go into practice to practice so that you can see yourself with a clear intention and you create it as if it has already happened. Does it make sense?
0: Yes, it sort of does. Um, So I see a lot of people, a lot of people where they have a very good awareness of things that might be helping them back. Let's take a lot of people at the moment that are caught in a state of worry and fear. So they've recognized that they're caught in that state, yet they find it very, very hard to move themselves out of that because they've identified as being a person that worries a lot. They've identified of a person mm-hmm. that's holding on to a lot of fear that can't let go of things. So yeah. what could someone who was caught in that state start to practically do? Because I agree, it's like, you know, these does take practice, but they want to be confident that they're practicing in the right direction that is going to help, if that makes sense. Because there's so much information out there, isn't there? Yeah. About do this, do that, et cetera. So much conflicting information. So, you know, worry or fear, if someone's caught in that state, what would be one of your first starting points for them?
1: Okay. If someone who's always repeating and telling themselves that they, they worry, I mean, I mean everybody worries. That's the human nature. We cannot um, say no to that. But the thing is that um, the first step is to minimize your worries. You have to declutter what you're going to worry about. Very important. What you're going to worry about? Worrying about your son crossing the road? Or you're going to worry about their son is going to be safe. Two different things. You always, for example, if somebody sending the son, a 12-year-old, you know, to school, always worried about how he's going to cross the road. Is he going to get into accident? Is he going to get into accident? What are you repeating again and again? This is your intention. Watch your thoughts. Completely watch your thoughts, what you're saying to yourself all the time. The way to practice it is, my son is safe. I've allowed him because I know the universe is looking after. So putting the whole representation to something that holds you very clear to the divine, to the source, to the universe, whatever you want to call it, Mm. put everything and load it down there and trust the journey. And all you're going to say is that my children are safe. My son is safe. I am safe. This is what your intention. So this is what you're creating. The energy field you're creating around you is safety. You're safe. Mm. You're not creating otherwise. It's practice. Observe your thoughts. Every thought that's going around your head, you know. And sometimes, some parents have also um, seen that the, the children come back from school. They don't have to worry anymore. When they're going to school, they're worrying, but the children are back. And they're still worrying, sitting at home, cooking dinner, you know. And they, they forgot. They're not supposed to worry because they worry all the time that they don't even know what they're worrying for sometimes. Mm. You know, so stop, take a two steps back and observe your own thoughts. Always take two steps back. You're feeling anxious, you're worried. Take two steps and observe. Everything is here. Everybody's safe. Family is happy. What am I worrying for? Yep. And then walk back into that space. All right. So if you don't discipline yourself, if you don't observe your thoughts, and if you don't do this two-step process, you are going to repeat and replay the whole thing again and again. This is a simple, basic way of identifying your thought. What is going on your thoughts every minute. And when you practice this again and again, you become an expert. When a thought comes in and throw in, something happened 10 years ago, it can happen again, you push it away. You say, that's the past. Now it's a beautiful journey. Don't waste my time. You become, you, you become the master of your thoughts. You will request your mental body to bring in what thoughts you want to have. Yeah. All right. That takes a lot of training and that takes a lot of discipline to do that.
0: Yeah. A lot of people um, worry or focus their attention, which can then make their physical body ill on another being. So let, you know, for example, an animal and You started off this conversation by explaining that our physical body has a defined lifespan. You know, it's made of matter and therefore that matter will over time break down. Um, So the reality that a lot of people are dealing with is they will have loved ones of whatever species in their life that are going Mm -hmm. through that final transition and they can take that on as themselves and want to be responsible for stopping a process in someone else's journey. How does that fit into working through the bodies of consciousness um, and when would someone start with that process? Okay, So that's the emotional body, which is completely um, entangled with the vital body,
1: right? So like they start grieving and they start grieving even the animal is around. That means they start the grieving process a year or two years before the animal even gone, right? So they yeah. start grieving, they start practicing it. I'm going to lose you. So they start practicing it. And that's where I say consciousness, you know, awaken, right? So stop sleeping, awake yourself, step back and see that being, that sentient being is right in front of you to be loved for the time being. And you are going to give that animal the best so that it can retire from this, this life. All right. It came here to expire. Yes. So you have to respect the transition and allow it because what you're feeling, the animal is also going to feel. So you're not giving any comfort at that point of time by grieving. I know it's not an easy thing, I understand. I can hear a lot of people say, but it's not easy to see something you're losing that you loved for such a long period of time. I know it's not. But if you look at it in the perspective of that being, it came here, you gave gave that being love, you gave him him the best life it could have, And now it wants to go home. It wants to let go of this body that's really, it's no use for it. It's it's expiring, right? It needs to move forward. So you have to do the right thing by understanding and first of all, you know, giving a pat in your back, saying that you have done everything for this being. And then with my heart, I'm I'm allowing you, uh, whenever you're ready, you can leave. You know, that's the best thing to do. And then step away of course you're going to grieve but you are going to grieve with honor
0: and this applies to whether it's a human or an animal and i i'm saying this particular example because it's something that i know is really relevant to a lot of our listeners at the moment and i think you know releasing ourselves from taking control of others journey is really important and when you i think this is really inf- useful information for people to actually take a step back, as you say, and then really look at where they can concentrate their efforts. And I assume this is where the emotional links to disease fits into this picture, Namala, because that's very important for people, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because you're trying to control something that you couldn't control, yeah? So what happens? Because you cannot now, It whatever that's going to happen is going to happen, and you've done all, you put out this effort and everything trying to stop it, What have you done? Your physical body and your vital body is already kind of now going through consequences. Yeah? So the physical body now push it to the vital body because you're making a vital decision. So the vital body will now push it to your vital organ. And that's the reason people go breathless and lungs issues are mainly because of the grieving. All right? Uh, Louis Hayes, his beautiful heart motions and when you go and check it out and see, this is something you've pushed into yourself and then you start damaging this vital organ because it wants to breathe, you have controlled it from breathing, all right? So you have to understand, whatever you're forcefully resisting is actually impacting you. Think about it, whether is it necessary, yeah? It could be a loved one, you know, could be something that you love for a very long time. Everyone goes through that, the process. I know it's not easy, but sometimes, you know, you the challenge is put in front of you because that being has selected you that you will do the right thing by it. Mm. It's very important for you to understand. So you have to give the power and strength to the being to do the right thing by releasing itself from that body, from that suffering, and then let it go. So that you don't struggle and that being doesn't have to struggle, if it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And um, I had a beautiful talk, a couple of beautiful talks with uh, my friend, Emily Castrotta, who is an empathic animal communicator. And when we're talking about these messages from the animals, it absolutely equally applies to the human to human interactions. And one of the key messages in any spiritual learning, Namala, we talk about, you know, the importance of being in the present moment. And this is the messages the animals give us is the fact that when they have got that little time with us, they don't want their humans to be worrying about everything they've done wrong and everything they could have done better. They want them to be enjoying the moment with them there and then. And and imagine our human relationships, how much those could be enhanced if when we're interacting with any other human, we're really focusing on enjoying the moment there and then, not about all these other things that are being pulled in. So. What would be the message that you would want to leave people with? So where people would be watching this, and I hope it's sort of people are are starting to see. We know this is a very quick introduction. Before we come on to how people can find out more, what would be one of the key things if people are recognising they've got some issues here that you would encourage people to start with?
1: Okay, Understanding the consciousness, as I mentioned, is very important. And then going into the now moment from that very moment, not the past, not the future, right now, what is important for you? Start focusing on it. Start working on it, right? And then go into meditation. Try to analyze yourself where you are stuck, whether in your physical body, your vital body, your mental, your supramental, or your spiritual. Sometimes you are stuck in your spiritual body, Mm -hmm. all right? So you don't understand how you're stuck in your spiritual body. So you can bring the light this way and you're stuck. Your light is there, but it's expanding that level, but it's not coming towards your physical body. So you have to have the, go into the now moment and understand what you need to do exactly right now. If it is something that you need to heal from, go into that healing and always do the repair work straight away from the high and bring it down. Right? Right. From the higher, from the universe, and bring it down. Whatever the message you need, yeah, you can request for it. I remember Doctor um, um, Joe. Whenever he does the meditation, he can. Uh, he always says after the meditation, you can ask for signs. You yes. know, request for a sign. Yeah, you can do that. So go into your meditation. Look at yourself as that person. You know, healthy. You know, you know you are completely um, glowing and radiant and living in that beautiful uh, aspect of yourself in the highest dimension. Bring yourself down as that person. Keep recording yourself and replaying what you have just seen and completely staying in, in confidence that you are recovering without any doubt. Don't go back into the doubt. When you go back into your doubt, the mental bodies took over again. It's bringing information. You know, sometimes some people do do well and the surrounding influences them. You know, so always take a step back. You're doing the right thing. You're meditating and you're being in the now moment. At this very moment, you're okay. You're fantastic. Everything's provided. You're healthy. You're going to make yourself better. You're going to expand yourself. All right. And believe and trust
0: that journey. I love it. So, you've mentioned a few times you've got various different workshops that you offer. Um, how can people find out about those and just tell us a little bit about some of the workshops that you do offer to people or the consults that you offer? OK, so um, I
1: do individual sessions and I also do self-mastery program. The self-mastery program is whether do you want to create a program about yourself or program for others. That's the self-mastery program. So you'll be able to create something and know something about yourself. And somehow or rather, whether you like it or you not, know, the sacred geometry starts rolling in as you're expanding in that eight weeks program. And you will see yourself growing in that space. The other one that I'm doing is the um, education on sacred geometry, which is very important for everybody to understand. Um, I've just completed all my uh, workshops just some couple of weeks ago. So what I'm trying to do is that um, if you are interested in the program, you can email me. And as long as, because of the time zone, Um, if I have sufficient people in UK then probably I'll set up the programs but separately for that group Um, and also um, the others are just individual
0: programs you can always go in and um, book it in through my website yeah so the if people want to look at those you've got a description of what's covered in those courses on your site have you with um, um, um,
1: the workshops and the individual sessions, yes. The self-mastery program, I'm still creating yes, yes. something. Yeah. 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 So that's the newest one. You can email to me. I can send it because the self-mastery program goes by interview. Not everybody come in, I take them in. I have to interview you to see whether your secret geometry is al- aligning with it. And then and then um, whether the process is going to work for you is, that, is how I see And sometimes it might not, you might not be ready for it, you see. So I have to do an interview process for the self-mastery. So you can
0: email me and then after that, I can work with you. Fantastic. So I hope everyone, this has given you food for thought, feeling for thought, a different level of understanding of your consciousness, of your conscious bodies. And where, if you've got areas in your life where you think, right, I'm stuck somewhere, some questions about where you can start looking and why perhaps things might not be shifting for for you as you might wish them to. So please do let us know in the comments below, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please let us know what would you find useful to find out more about? You know, what would you like us to talk about more that would take you to the next level of understanding to creating the most beautiful life that you can for yourself? Thank you so much, Namala. It's always such a pleasure. I always learn so much and I look forward to us connecting again soon. Yeah, thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Listening, everyone. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I hope there's at least one thing that you can take away and apply to your own life or to the lives of your animals. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favorite episode with five different people this helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.